The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fretz. Welcome everybody to episode 38 of Fretzelmania Rock the Foundation. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-Mania. This podcast can be found on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast on all common listening platforms. And today I'm reviewing Monday Night Raw from July 30th, 2001 from Philly. Shout out to Ant. And finally, The Rock has come back to Fretzelmania. But whose side is he on? I'll tell you who's Bobby Heenan in just a little bit. Stay tuned, my friends. This is a doozy. Before Monday Night Raw, we see a video package where we see Vince McMahon last week on Raw saying that he was going to reinstate a certain WWE superstar. He was going to reinstate The Rock. And you you get some, uh, some Rock promos, but all The Rock's sayings, like, if you smell our... Said by Vince, but mouthed by The Rock, which made the promos all that more absolutely hilarious. And Shane and Stephanie are kind of twisting the knife on SmackDown, poking the bear just a little bit, reminding us of the times that Vince screwed The Rock. We think of WrestleMania 2000 with McMahon in every corner. We think of, you know, coming off the the heels of the corporation when the rock was ousted from the corporation because he became too popular. Think of all the times that the rock and triple H had matches up uh, the freaking raw after WrestleMania X seven with the cage match against stone cold, Steve Austin Vince screwed him there too. And I think that is where Vince kind of storyline fired him, but we all know that he was going off the film the Scorpion King, which I saw in the following year on my 18th birthday. And you'll hear all about it on the podcast then, <laughs> Lord willing. So it's July 30th, 2001 from the First Union Center Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good old Philly crowds. What's up, Ant? How you doing, bro? With uh, 17,456 fans. That's quite hefty. That's a lot of folks here. And we start off the show here with Kurt Angle is the WCW champ. What's up with that? How'd that happen? He has a title defense tonight against Booker T. Also, the Dudley Boys versus the Brothers of Destruction in a tables match. And the return of The Rock is hyped 
as heck. Taz versus Y2J is your opening contest. Taz is accompanied by Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer of ECW and the Alliance. So Tommy politely, aggressively, escorts Michael Cole to the back. Taz saying that, you know, the Alliance needs a voice. You know, uh, uh, I'm thinking voice is the voiceless. Uh, dear God, that applies well for something else in the wrestling news. <laughs> yeah, we see asshole chance for Taz. Even though I think they might be directed a little bit towards Paul Heyman. This is a very ECW heavy crowd. You know, the ECW arena is probably not too far from the first Union Center. Uh, who would who would know that? Uh, Scott, Scott Rand, if you're hearing this, hi, by the way. And uh, how far is it from the ECW arena to the first Union Center? You can send me a DM or ant. If you're hearing this as well, anyone from Philly who's hearing this, you know, spread the word, by the way, for for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to know. And uh, Taz says that two things are going to happen tonight. Booker T wins back the WCW title, bringing it back to the Alliance where it belongs. And Rocky, 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 The Rock joins the Alliance. And Jericho is wearing his uh, Jericho Hall t-shirt, which is an ironic twist, given the fact that I've been reading his third book, thank you very much, uh, Bruce County Library, The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea, and I got to learn all about Drunk Carico, making a scene in front of Shawn Michaels and his kids and his wife during a tour. Didn't go over so well. Spoiler alert. But, you know, made amends, all that kind of jazz. This is a funny-ass book. I own his first two, uh, Alliance Tale and Undisputed. I couldn't find Best in the World anywhere. Like, I nabbed both of those at a Goodwill randomly for, like, a fiver apiece. I couldn't find Best in the World anywhere on Amazon for more than, like, 50, for, like, less than 50 bucks. No, thank you. I'll just read this from the library. I have another week to read 200, no, 100 pages. Oh, I can do that. I can do that in a night almost. Anyways, enough about that. It's a great book. Jericho's books are awesome. I want to get the full list book and know is a four-letter word. If any of y'all have read know is a four-letter word, let, let me know. So Chris Jericho, of course, cuts the same promo, the same sing-along promo that we all know and love. I'm become, I'm become, I'm become. Nope. Nope. We're not becoming Judas. No, we are politely, as Chris Jericho said, please, because he is a polite Canadian young man. He would say, would you please shut the hell up? Well, he said, please. Uh, he's talking about uh, you're on MTV's Tough Enough. But no, you should be on another show that's on MTV, and that's called Jackass. Holy crap. <laughs> that's a deep cut. That is a reference. Jackass is over 20 years old, and I feel old, folks, because <laughs> I've 
saw bits and pieces of Jackass around this time, and it blew my mind. I was honestly not a big fan of it. I loved, like, CKY and Viva La Bam for, for some reason. But, yeah, Jackass. And, uh, yeah, you should be on Jackass, but I'm going to kick your Jackass all over the ass arena, something, something, ass, something. Yeah, right, right away here, Taz locks in the Katahajime, the Taz mission, but low blow right in front of the referee. Bulldog line salt. And Taz loses in like a minute flat. And this is where you would hear the IWC say that he was buried. Much like a certain NXT champion was this week to Jeff Hardy. Get well soon, Jeff. And we have Vince McMahon backstage rolling out the red, well, it wouldn't be a red carpet, um, whatever, a 500 shirt style sequin carpet or whatever for the rock. There is banners, there's merch, there's stuff everywhere. Welcome back, rock. And, uh, re, you know, Vince is making these arrangements for uh, the welcome wagon for Rocky and Regal the Tajiri enter into the scene here. And Tajiri has the rocks shades on, has the eyebrow up and has plates of pie. He has a cherry pie. Okay. An apricot pie. Okay. Regal says apricot. I think it's apricot, Billy. That's not one of my choices. Is peach. It's kind of like peach, right? Yeah, it is like peach. Apple, classic American. And Blueberry, a Canadian staple, if you will, if you are Mr. Rick Mercer, who made blueberry pie ice cream for a brief period of time with Chapman's Dairy. But Vince McMahon says, no, no, The Rock likes a different kind of pie. Like warm apple pie, Oz Stryker, American pie. It's poon tang pie and you notice a slice of blueberry pie missing and think who stole it who the bloody stole the pie and tajiri is trying to play innocent he raises the eyebrow he does the eyebrow and he's like oh get that out of here you thieving get okay i love freaking british insults um i listen to a lot of cultaholic like uh tom campbell matthew Gregg. They do the classic SmackDown review. They also do like the news and whatever other stuff on Cultaholic. I'm a mark for that. I, I will reference them all the time. They're the reason why I do the classic Raw review right here, folks. And the fact that we're in the balls deep in the invasion. Yeah, so he's like, okay, go get the hardcore title and get out of here. And then William Regal talks about, you know, oh, these pies, they go better with a, a pint of Guinness. I can go for a pint of Guinness right about now, but I got a fridge full of Molson, so that'll have to do. Rob Van Dam. Yes, I did the thumb point to myself while I was doing it. Versus Tajiri for the hardcore title. This is an ECW original match. They probably had a whole smorgasbord of matches for the TV title in ECW, but man, 
seeing these two in the ring against each other on national TV in Philly in front of like 17,000 fans in front of EC dub chants, mind you. This is huge. And if they went a certain way with the uh, the invasion at this point in time with ECW in particular, like if they had WWECW, like the Friday night sci-fi shit without the sci-fi shit and the zombie and the alien, they would have had something. You had, they had that roster, maybe a throw in, you know, like an S.A. Rios could have had some great high-flying matches against Super Crazy and Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck and all that. Anyways, this is this is not about fantasy booking ECW, because I can do that all freaking day. Paul Heyman, high motorcycle, is standing on his desk waiting for Lillian Garcia to say Rob Van Dam's name, but she does it too fast. Like They say it like if he was Jean-Claude Van Damme, and it just rolls off the tip of your tongue like that, but no, you got to take it slow. I've seen RVD wrestle in person, and it's Rob van damn that's how you do his intro the whole fucking show you know mr monday now i'm doing this thumb point the whole anyways <laughs> in the most unintentionally hilarious moment in the entire show after a standoff with several martial art martial arts style kicks RVD does one more thumb point, Rob Van Dam, super kick right in the face. Down he goes, rolls out of the ring. Hilarious. Just Tajiri. He gets it. Uh, he, he has these little nuances. Now, allegedly around this time, English wasn't his strong suit. And that was his language. That there, there. You see it? He kicks you in the face. That's his language right there. It was, oh, it was so good. There was an I saw you moonsault attempt by, is it, I think his, no, Yoshihiro, Yoshihiro tries to do an Asai moonsault, but Rob Van Dam sweeps the leg, no mercy. And we get EC dub chance. There is this wicked spot where Rob Van Dam is holding a chair on the apron, but Tajiri is, cartwheeling towards him from the ring and kicks Rob Van Dam right in the face to the chair to the outside and wow okay this is innovative these two are having a fun ass match there's a baseball slide kick freaking Tajiri locks in this octopus style submission maneuver and wow wow and there's a split-legged moonsault. And this is where Paul Heyman's like, you know, I wish, Jim Ross, that Yoshihiro Tajiri was in the alliance, good sir. Oh, yeah. Did I mention that Paul Heyman's going to be on commentary from now on and that Michael Cole is gone? Yeah, I think I forgot to mention that. Cut that, and it's in. And eventually we see, off the top rope, Rob Van Dam hit the five-star, five-star... Frog splash, there it is, on a chair onto Jiri, hurting him more than he hurt Taj. Okay, Rob, you're not very smart, bro. 
wow. I mean, that was a cool spot and all, but you you just went full hog with your gut right into a chair. Like, my gosh, that's got to hurt. Ooh, backstage. Oh, and still hardcore champion Rob Van Dam. Backstage, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon-Helmsley, and Steve Austin are having their own welcome party for The Rock, complete with their own pandering and their own welcome wagon, with The Rock getting his own custom cooler. Just It's, it's just a Coleman cooler with a Rock sticker slapped on it, much like Stone Cold's classic red cooler that goes on the back of his four-wheeler when he was the the man in charge, the the sheriff, if you will, Apron Bump. Shout out to you. See you this week, bro. Uh, yeah. By the way, I'm gonna be a guest on the Apron Bump podcast. By the time you hear this, we'll be talking some something from around this time. That's all I'm gonna say. It'll be out by the time you hear this. But hey, go see it for yourself. Apronbump.com. He's good shit, pal. So they also have Deborah's legendary cookies. And Booker T comes in here and like, don't worry about The Rock. And blah, blah, blah. Booker's a little jealous here, I can tell. And Nick Patrick comes in saying that he's five minutes away. And The Rock means five minutes away from the arena in his limo. Uh, he takes a bite of the cookie and you can tell that Booker T ain't liking Deborah's cookies. That's going to... Yeah, that, that that's a little crumb to a trail that you're going to have to hear later on the show. That was an intentional, terrible, awful setup here. Anyways, the Spinner Rooney makes Stone Cold Steve Austin sick as well. Vince McMahon is in a rush to welcome The Rock because he's on his way to the arena. He's five minutes away. He's in his limo. And then Big Show corners him with a pitch. He's like, okay, I know you're in a rush, boss, but I want to run something by a quick show. Make it quick, please, okay? It's like, you know, I'm the genius who did this t-shirt and it's the big show pointing down. Get it? Because it's pointing down to his dick. Because his dick's big. Or so he thinks. You know what they say about guys who break about their size, right? Anyways, I mean, I, I, enough about enough about the dicks. Uh, legendary SmackDown tag team. <laughs> no, it's the... Big Show pointing down to her, I'm the genius who did this. And, you know, me and Billy Gunn have been teaming for a while now, and we need a name. And I'm thinking something like Show Guns or Big Guns. Get it? Because we both have big muscles. I can get things like foam hands, some kind of calendar shirts, or how about Show Bills? You know, some kind of show business Hollywood thing, like, like Show, Show, here. Well, how about... uh? Big Billy show guns. You know, I don't like that one that much. Hey, hey, I don't care if you call each other double trouble crap on a stick. Ugh, I, I gotta go. He's like, double trouble. That's it. I would have preferred them to be called uh, crap on a stick. What about you? <laughs> what would you call Big Show and Billy Gun? Uh, hit me up. Uh, Patreons. By the way, we got to get more Patreons, folks. Spread the word. In the chat, send me your best big show building on tag team names. Or anyone hears this, send me a DM, send me a tweet. Give me your best 
big show Billy Gunn names that don't necessarily have to be any of the ones I mentioned, but they also don't have to not be them. You can also be really original. Apron Bump, uh, RA Era Podcast, Michael Ragg, uh, Big Sexy Dave. If any of you are hearing this, this this means you. Uh, Matt Ritter, and, and of course, anyone in Russellotic Radio. Y'all, seriously, give me your, your best ones. So, the Alliance needs a voice to spread the word much. And, you know, this is their on commentary, uh, JR and... Um, Heyman are still chatting away. This is leading up to what we're going we're gonna to see here. It's like, the Alliance needs a voice to spread the good word of the Alliance, good sir. And JR just like, quick-witted, uh, like in Oklahoma, where we use manure and to, to, to spread. And you can see Paul just being like, uh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Backstage, Kurt Angle challenges Stone Cold Steve Austin for SummerSlam. Oh, no, for SmackDown, for SmackDown, but got Booker T instead. We see a video package from SmackDown previous to this. We see a whole bunch of schmas, and we see Booker T tap out and lose the WCW title to Kurt Angle. Huh. And then Kurt Angle's like, you know what? You know who called me last week? M Mary Lou Retton. Anyone here who's in my age range knows who Mary Lou Retton was. You know, hit me up. Mance, maybe. Mance, you. You're a bit younger than me, but not by much. It's like Mary Lou Retton, an Olympian uh, gymnastics, by the way, has been seen since 1984. And my title win gave her the courage to come out into public and be out in the public eye again. And he goes on about Booker T whining about losing. There's one thing I can't stand. It's what do you cry when you lose? It's okay if you win, which, lol, you know, when he won the gold medals, when he won the WWE title, when he won the King of the Ring, when he won the Intercontinental, the European, and uh, when he won back his medals from being in the confines of Chris Benoit's balls. <laughs> he cries. He's like, hey, it's okay if you win to cry. Which just, it makes his dorkiness and his crybabiness just... That much better. And then we see a limo pull up and everyone's just like the press surrounding him. It's like, okay, okay. And, and they just hear a collective, ah, who better than Canyon? <laughs> Fucking Canyon. Oh, man. What a buzzkill. <laughs> and he, everyone's like, what? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I get that. That's what it's like when I enter a room. People go, ah. You're learning a lot about me. That explains a lot. Thanks, self-esteem. Matt Hardy and Lita versus Hurricane Helms and Tori Wilson. Tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by American Outlaws, a movie I've never heard of. Lugs, you know, for your feet. And Burger King, the where the burger is king, something, something, Jerry Lawler reference because he's not there. We see a spot here where Hurricane Helms, not fully superhero yet, but he's got that capey long vest deal. Uh, well, him, him and uh, Tori hit a double suplex on Lita. Helms, you know, whips Lita down, you know, from the from the tag rope. Just she's walking by and just just 
whips her hair down. She goes down. And then Lita and Matt hit a little bit of uh, their own twist of the poetry in motion on both Tori and Helms. Helms comes in with a nice, nice neck breaker, the sugar smack super kick. Lita comes in with a Lita Karana. Matt Hardy comes up with the oh, leg drop. Big schmoz here. Tori, uh, I think she was about to, no, no, Hurricane was in the twist of fate, but Matt Hardy's like, oh, you know, ready for it, doing his taunt, but he kind of held on a little bit of it, so maybe Tori missed her cue. Uh, low blow, small package, and the Alliance gets a win here with Helms and Wilson. Booker T and Austin have a chat backstage, and it's like, oh, last time I had four of her cookies, I crapped for four days straight. And he's like, if I had a guitar, I would sing a song to you, encouraging you to kick Kurt Angle's ass. It's like, okay, whatever. That Yeah, singing, strumming Stone Cold Steve Austin is not what I want right now. WWF New York and I am not booked tonight and I am in booked in weeks is test. Where his loyalties lie is questioned. He says, I'm still a close personal friend of Shane McMahon, which why the shit would you still be friends with Shane? Anyways, <laughs> he's like, you know, I had a few weeks here to cool off. My loyalty lies with the WWF. We'll see about that. Put a pin in that, folks. Save, save that for later. Put that bookmark in your book. Put it on page 69. Nice. And save it for later. Kurt Angle versus Booker T versus the for the WCW title in a NoDQ.com match. Shout out to NoDQ.com. Rhino, right away, boom, gore, schmoz. The locker room empties. Shane McMahon tries to get in, but Kurt Angle gets back at him. There is suplexes. There is a fight backstage. There is more suplexes. Angle slam, ankle lock. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in here, goes for the stunner. There's a ref bump, but there's a, it's a no DQ match. Why do you need a ref bump in a no DQ match? Oh, okay, this is, uh, the writing's on the wall here, folks. <sighs> okay, there's a scissors kick, a kick out. Little Nate, Charles Robinson, he gets involved in this match. There's an angle slam. Little Nate gets taken out. There's another stunner by Stone Cold. And finally, Earl Hebner makes the final three count. And new WCW champion. And five-time, 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 five-time. WCW champion, Booker T. Backstage, Angle is pissed and sees Deborah, And uh, he's like, oh, your cookies. Your cookies suck. <laughs> oh, and so does Steve. And, and tell him, tell him this. Give him this message. When I see him, this. You see this cookie? This is his ankle. <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. After these messages, folks, we'll be right back for more offbeat shenanigans on Fretzelmania. My name's the Monday Night Delight, and my life has been pretty crazy. You see, I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10, and when I was 29, I started a wrestling show with my friend Mitchell called The Gift Podcast. You may have heard of it. It was great, but Mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater, so he left the show when they got married, and I still love him. Anyway, I did the show by myself for a while, but that got hard, so I joined up with Rant with Ant and went to WrestleMania, where I met the Kings of the Rings, and that was awesome. Eventually, though, Rant with Ant went away, but Ant left us with WrestleMania Radio. Hooray! But then things got crazy in my life, and I decided to stop doing The Gift Podcast. 
For four months, I didn't do a show except when Goldberg won the Universal title from The Fiend. I mean, what was that all about? I was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time, and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Fretzelmania 38, Rock the Foundation. I'm Mr. Fretz, and this portion of the show is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast and Common Wrestling Patreon. For only five bucks a month, you can acknowledge us as the head of the podcasting table. And for doing so, for acknowledging us, you get exclusive shows such as Fretz's Fave 5, my either Fave 5 moments of week or insert topic here. I'll do it when I can, no promises, but I did a show for last week, which was the week leading up and through and after Money Bank. You also get the 20 Ball Salute, my 20 year look back on pop culture and wrestling. I don't know when July's is coming, it might not even come till August, we'll see how everything goes work-wise, folks. Also. King Ricky Rosé, the head of the war table, has tales of an epic nature, some epic tales from experiences in his life, wrestling or not. Also, Willie T's Wrestle Wars, Mr. YLP's Light the Fuse, or is it Secret Files? Zach, I'm sorry, but I think it's Light the Fuse. And you also get a bunch of other crazy stuff like that. You get a great group chat, got a lot of awesome people in there like my man across the pond Jermaine you got Wade you got Sir Charles and you got everyone here on Russell Attic Radio Kavita so folks spread the word it's only five bucks 17 cents a day Zach freaking did the math so join us please and acknowledge us speaking of offbeat shenanigans that was before this break. Edge and Christian versus the Intercontinental Champion Lance Storm and the U.S. Champion Canyon. Now, at the end of WCW, Booker T was a double champion. He was the world champ, U.S. champ, and I guess he decided he didn't need the U.S. title anymore. And Canyon, I think Canyon found it and then went to Shane and be like, hey, can I have this? Sure. So Canyon is the new Midian. And oh my, oh, that's that's harsh because Canyon is friggin' awesome. You know, who better than Canyon? Besides Stone Cold Steve Austin, by the way, if you remember last week's. And <laughs> friggin' JR is like, yeah, yeah, Canyon totally did a 31-man tournament in Brazil to win this title. But no, he is no Pat Patterson. And Lance Storm, one of my favorites, I could be serious for a minute. Now, I like a good party like the rest of us do, but the use of offbeat shenanigans interruption and 
The question that we've been asking since June is finally being brought up on commentary here, and why is Christian carrying the cup? Well, JR seems to think it's something akin to a Canadian and the, and the Stanley Cup. I get it. I'm a Canadian. I want to win the Stanley Cup, even though I can't skate. I haven't strapped on a pair of skates in 30 years. <laughs> so there is no way in H-E double hockey sticks that I'd be able to pull that off. But I want to see my team win the Stanley Cup. Who's my team? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, shit. Anyways, uh, you, you hear that popping up, and there is still little, little nuances, little things here that are just adding to something bubbling under the surface for Christian. The jealousy, you know, edges the king of the ring. He's getting an intercontinental title shot. There's jealousy just bubbling in just a little bit. This freaking trophy that Christian's parading around, which he didn't even win, is, uh, it's a consolation prize. It's like going to the soccer tournament and everybody gets a medal. The participant trophy, if you will. Oh, do not get me started on participation trophies. Nope, nope, this is a wrestling show. So there's a wicked spot here where the innovator of offense, Chris Canyon, does this move with Lance Storm dropkicks Christian and Canyon does that into a crucifix, which what looked really good. I mean, Chris Canyon, God rest his soul, was an amazing worker, better than anyone ever gave a credit for. Man, oh, just so damn good. And then Canyon has this, this move it's like a reverse Boston Crab. I forget what it's called, but Colt Cabana does it. Uh, some of my Colt Cabana fans, my Colt Cabana marks can correct me on this one here. I, for, I forget what it's called because I've probably only seen like a handful of Colt matches. And you see the boring chance pipe in because Lance Storm. Come on! Yeah, Lance Storm isn't much in the way of personality in front of the camera. Behind the camera, I mean, read Jericho's books. Just, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, come on, Lance ain't boring. He was boring when he was like party, dancey, pants, Lance. Oh, yeah, that's his. Okay, so there was a really, really schmozzy finish here. We see a belt shot, denied, execution. But Chris Canning comes in and hits the flatliner. You know, Edge's former finishing move, face first on the U.S. title. The Alliance celebrate. Vince is mad backstage. And uh, Kurt Angle assaults Booker T while the Alliance are celebrating their thing. And uh, yeah, something about a cheer up. And we see the limo. It's it's the rock. And then, of course, you see the obligatory Rocky statue. And then camera pans. And it's Rocky. Rocky, Rock, Rocky, Rock, Rock squared, Rock cubed. What what math is it? I almost failed math. Billy Kidman versus X-Pac. Title for title. WCW Cruiserweight Champion versus WWE Light Heavyweight Champion. Huh. Now this was something I would have expected to see out of Invasion or... 
even SummerSlam, and X-Pac still without Uncle Cracker. Oh, Kyle, Apron Bump, I'm sorry. It was only on Patreon that you got <laughs> King of the Ring, that you got full-on Uncle Cracker with piped-in cheers for X-Pac's entrance theme because the second that ends, boom, X-Pac sucks chance right away. So they're trying to make this a thing, at least on the network, because I watched this live and X-Pac was booed the shit out of and Billy Kidman got some pops. So I don't know. I think I think Kevin Dunn's trying to mess with history here just a little bit, but it was still fun here. There was right away X-Pac. I don't know if you can hear those motorcycles. I apologize. Just gets his X sack right into the corner ring post. Billy Kidman goes for a splash. Nope. X-Pac starts hitting a bunch of nice wheel kicks without doing his Bruce Lee douchey kind of thing. Kidman gets drop kicked from midair, and there was a second rope X-Factor. X-Pac's got all the gold, baby. He is the double cruiserweight slash light heavyweight champion. The light heavyweight championship isn't long for this world. I believe that... Uh, they would retire retire this belt and then focus on the cruiserweight title, which would eventually, of course, be a centerpiece on SmackDown. And I'll get to talk about that when I review SmackDown after the uh, the invasion wraps up. Maybe I might start SmackDown a little early. I don't know. I would love to do Raw for the rest of the year, but we'll see how how it how it goes. Because man, I, I'm salivating at doing the SmackDown 6, and that's, like, this time next year. That, oh, ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, another limo pulls in. Okay, no, the Rock Rocky thing is actually now. My notes suck. So, another limo comes in, and it's the Fink. Oh, God rest his soul. I love Howard Finkel, and just him being the butt of the joke for everything, that's so mean, but he's always up for it even if he's in the ring with his red underpants and a big brown stink stain in the back yellow stain in front brown in the back pat patterson mwah, rest in peace bud <laughs> yes so the thing has something about miswrote directions like go go get him you idiot but then rocky statue rocky that's where it happens cut that and it's in this is all staying in <laughs> We see a Sarah video package with the whole deal with DDP and Sarah. Oh, boy. And then, yeah, you know, Rock's here. Hooray. Dudley Boys and Brothers of Destruction in a tables match. And the question looming over everyone here is, is Sarah getting wood tonight? Well, that depends. Is Taker in the mood? Yeah, <laughs> any yeah. What's with the? Anyways, the double entendres here are all they're all over the place. So there is a spot here. It's your typical meat slapping majesty match with these four big lads. There's a choke slam and Nick Patrick. Lol. He just nudges the table, and that is your crooked referee spot number seventy six of the of the match tonight. Because freaking WCW referees are nothing but crooked during the invasion. So, uh, yeah, DDP comes in here. 
And eventually, this leads to Sarah's about to get some wood, but not from her husband, from another man. You cheater. But Bubba Ray has her up in the super power bomb position. The blonde bombshell on a blonde bombshell. Shout out if you get uh, that reference. I'm actually going to tell you what it is now. That, that was the name of Chris Candino's, Candido's super power bomb finisher. Lol, I'm making myself laugh here. I'm popping myself, phrasing. And eventually, you know, she's hanging on to Bubba for dear life, like just clinging to him. And brother-in-law Kane comes in here makes the save, and Taker grabs Bubba Ray, who is still sitting on the top rope, and just yeets him off, super chokeslam through the table, and that match is over. We have some time left in the show. Oh, yes, we have a promo. Out comes Vince. Out comes Shane and Stephanie. And if you smell, Rock is back, and the pop. That pop for the Rock. That is big. And both of these dicks are fighting over The Rock's affection. And there's a spot here, you know, Shane's like, hey, 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 I want to give you a history lesson in trust for my father, Vincent Kenny McMahon. And you see WrestleMania 2000. You see the night after WrestleMania X7. You see the feud between Triple H and Vince McMahon through most of 2000. Not, I mean, Triple H and The Rock with the McMahons before Vince went away to be a genetic jackhammer, my God. Oh, yikes. Um, yeah. The Rock Rock Bottoms Vince. Oh, no. He has joined the Alliance and Shane McMahon, he is literally jumping for joy. He is dancing. He is shucking and jiving. He is doing the... Rock just looks at him. You ever get that friend who, if you look at him wrong, he'll set he'll set right off. That's the Rock and Shane's relationship here. It's like, ah, felt like a butterfly, sticking like a. Oh shit! Boom! Rock bottom on Shane. Crowd goes banana. Finally, the Rock has come back. Dot 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 dot. To the WWE. Crowd loses their mind because their top babyface in Stone Cold Steve Austin is lost to the invasion. And now they have their top babyface on the WWF side with The Rock. You could argue that the top babyface role could go to Angle, but let's let's face the facts here. Kurt Angle is still a little green in the business. He is a veteran in ring and on promos a year and a half into his run at this point in almost two years into his run at this point in time. But this takes me back to something I said on Fretz's Fave 5 uh, on Patreon where WWE needs casual fans. The casual fan knows The Rock. Nowadays, the casual fan knows Kurt Angle, but this, yeah, anyways... That's huge. The Rock is leading the charge against the Alliance. And for good measure, People's Album, the most electrifying move in sports entertainment on Shane McMahon to send the crowd home happy. What do I remember from this? Obviously, it's The Rock. 
The Rock's return coming back to the WWF. That fake out at the end was hilarious. Just it, it is just so Rock as well. Like he is he he doesn't trust anybody. He takes a page out of Steve Austin's book, DTA. What did I forget? I forgot that Angle was the WCW champion. I thought he only won the WCW US title randomly off of what? Canyon or something on an episode of SmackDown in September? I don't know. I did not know that Kurt Angle was the WCW champion. It just left my mind. I thought Booker T winning the title for the fifth time was against Scott Steiner on the simulcast. There's one of two things I would change. And the first thing, you know, this is a little controversial, so I want to apologize in advance. But throughout 2000, the Dudley Boys had a fascination of super powerbombing ladies through tables. What if they put the dead man's wife through here? What if they actually followed through with this and you see the feud with, you know, the the alliance and all that, you see this become even more personal. And there is more of a vendetta against not only the Dudley boys, but DDP and Canyon. Yeah, there is like a steel cage match for the tag team titles at SummerSlam with DDP, Canyon, and the Brothers of Destruction. But you got to add a little bit more fuel to this fire because eventually you get Sarah pinning DDP. Okay. But... Also, I talked about before how I would draw out some stuff like, like you know, going up to Alliance for Steve Austin, just drawing that out a little bit longer for him to not appear until the invasion. But what if just for one night he pretended The Rock joined WCW? And he did. He had the shirt and all that. He pulled it to Jerry, but he did it a little later on. WCW, and it's like, no, but it's the Rock shirt. Basically, you know, like Steve Austin's like, there's only one side that Stone Cold Steve Austin's on, and that is my own. The Rock kind of pulls that, but he's really on Team WWF. So yeah, that those are a couple things I would do. I would change. There's a couple of choices there. So folks, that has been it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Again, if you want to hear my thoughts on current wrestling when I can, you will be hearing it on Patreon, patreon.com slash Wrestle Addict Radio. It's five bucks a month. Seven Canadian. So it's I. It's not that <laughs> that much, folks. Next week, I'm continuing my series for Monday Night Raw. We're gonna be in August. My gosh, this year is is flying by. It is just just like that. We're gonna be there's gonna be snow on the ground. Uh, I'm going to blink and I'm going to see snow in my front yard. That's going to be requiring my shoveling. So until then, folks, have a wonderful week. I'm going to be a busy boy this week. Francis Faye 5 is up. I might have a 20 ball salute. I'm going to be on the Apron Bump podcast. That's going to be huge, Kyle. I'm looking forward to it. Although when you hear this, it'll already would have happened. So, <laughs> TTFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs>